Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we're talking about PE's first signing of the summer, season card announcements, and the starting of a new fans group. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals, and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, we were away longer than we'd planned, but we are back at least. We're here, aren't we? <laughs> we promised a weekly podcast, and then what? I went on holiday. Yeah, you went to Wembley. I went to Wembley, and, and then, then and then t- <laughs> you, you've come back from covering Blackpool at Wembley and Morecambe. Yeah, and you had to isolate. Not what saying, that- not saying the two are linked. No, yeah, <laughs> but it, it, I was surrounded by Blackpool fans yeah. and then had to isolate. Is that part of the health? Yeah. <laughs> is that is that part of the tracking trace <laughs> yeah. or something? Yeah. Oh, that, uh, yeah. So I, I was surrounded by Blackpool fans, then had to isolate, and then the NHS said I probably should as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, despite despite no one I was around the whole weekend or anything like that having to isolate, I got back and had eight days to isolate. I bet you've had which, a great fun, haven't you? Which covered quite nicely. It ended last Friday and I had Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday booked off work. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I noticed you're quite tan, Tom, it. so I don't, think yeah, got, I don't think you've got further than your garden. I went, you? <laughs> I, went, I went to the beach yesterday and I've now got a nice watch tan on my wrist. Uh, took, the, uh, took my niece and two nephews to, to Southport Beach. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, they got absolutely filthy. Yeah. I um, went for my second jab yesterday, Tom, oh. so I'm now all sort of uh, vaxxed up. Yeah. Me, me 5G reception on my phone's <laughs> excellent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bill Gates has got a, a, Abs- a wire straight into you. Absolutely, all yeah. No, all vaxxed up, all, all fine now. Yeah. So, uh, I, I went, I've got, I've had my first one. I'm mm. still waiting to sort out my second one. Yeah. I'm not one of those anti- anti-vaxxers no. or I'm not, I've, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist I must no. admit. No, I don't like injections at all, but <laughs> you were all right, actually. I mean, yeah. was all right, yeah. yeah. So. Right, well, let's get into it then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Liam Lindsay, yeah. North End's first sign of the summer. Yeah, What what's happened An again? unfamiliar face <laughs> to us all, isn't he? Well, we're recording this on Monday morning, so mm. uh, probably, what, 10 or 11 days ago now, he, he put pen to paper, yeah. as you say, came back from his holidays and, and signed, so... Yeah, finger so, on the pulse over here. Yeah. <laughs> Very steady first signing, Tom, isn't yeah. he? He's like <clears throat> one of the three loanees from last season they want back. Mm. They've got him back on a permanent deal. Two-year contract, um, which I think is quite significant. They're not... I don't know if it's football's current climate or it's a sort of test yourself contract yeah to, it's to, not a massive it, show of faith is it well no no in, wrong, wrong phrase i think yeah, Tom. show of yeah. faith but it's not a three or four year yeah it, it, to me it looks like uh you did well yeah we want more from you here's two years for Let's now see how it goes i'm sure there's scope in there for an extension yeah you know if he was to prove himself but i think i, I wrote it I, you know i did a piece on it last week that with liam Lindsay, he's a sort of steady signing mm. um He's um, just thinking back, actually, Tom. It was only last week he saw he was signed, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm, I'm, here's me saying it 11 or 12 days ago. That's that's absolute rubbish. I'm getting ahead of myself, yeah. aren't I? So, yeah. Uh, yeah no, was, that was that was probably more like, I think the fans group would have been the first thing about probably around then. Yeah. And then we've got like... Yeah, Liam signed last week, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, I'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> yeah. here, Tom. I tell you, it must be... I tell you, that injection's having yeah. it. It's, <laughs> that's, it's that half century. <laughs> it? We're already yeah. seeing the effects. I'm only 21, man. You know <laughs> no, but no, no. But back to Lindsay. You know, he's uh, he's one of the, you know, the, the three lads he wanted back. And, you know, on the contract. Uh, there's, I looked at the kind, you know, how his, how his loan spell went. I wrote a piece last week, at the end of last week about it, is that 
it was a slow burner of um, uh, a loan spell, I'd say. I thought, I didn't think it didn't start spectacularly. Mm. They got beat by Rotherham on his debut. He was rusty, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, which you had to expect because he'd had 12 months out of the football. Hadn't, well, yeah. Not kicked a ball in the first team. Then he scored at Rovers, yeah. what proved to be the winning goal. Very nice, uh, yeah, um, the week after. Then he went, to, I think they lost to Watford, didn't they? Mm. Then they got beat 4-0 at Cardiff and he had a bit of a mare that day. Mm. And he and he did his, he'd ended up, he'd done his hamstring during the game and we didn't see him for more than a month. He got back for the last couple of games of Alex Neal's reign. But it was really the sort of time under Frankie McAvoy when, if you were to draw a graph, mm. he went shooting up in terms of performance. He's never going to be an outstanding, you know, that sort of... He's not Beckenbauer at the back mm. or anything, is he? But he's um, a real sort of... Can win it in the air. He clears his lines. He's a bit of the old-fashioned stopper-type centre-half, isn't he? Probably what North End needed at the time. Mm. And... He played, what, seven out of the eight games Frankie McAvoy was in interim charge for. And the one he didn't play was Stoke away because they were his parent club. But he was was in that defence, which Mm. kept an impressive run of clean sheets. Obviously, not not the Stoke one because he wasn't involved in that. Uh, But he looked... He he was part of that three-man defence, which McAvoy ended up playing and was, you know, a really solid part of what they North End were about in that last stages of last season. Mm. And of course he scored his second goal at Forest, the winner and um you know, on the final day of the season. Mm. I'm not saying scoring a you know, a centre half scoring is gonna clinch you a move or something, <laughs> but it sort of It's a nice little bonus. It, yeah, it, it, it sort of put that thing in people's minds, didn't it? You mm. know, sort of Hang on, he's done all right at the back here. He's got himself a goal or two here. Let's see what they can do permanently. I feel um, like when he got injured, it was almost that time where, like you say, he was out for that month. That was almost a time where it's like, oh, maybe we're getting what we feared. Yeah. Where he was a bit he was a bit rusty, he was a bit out of sorts, and he, he, he had struggled with injury a little bit at Stoke, and then he gets that injury, he's out, he like, he might just not get into a rhythm, he might just not get going. Yeah. And then, to be fair to him, after that, didn't really look back. He kind of... He, it's almost like that gave him the chance to recover a little bit from any rust. And obviously, like he'd had the stinker at, at Cardiff, and it all seemed to kind of culminate. And then after that, he sort of settled into things, and and that's hopefully the idea. I suppose it's just a continuation. It's one of those signings, like you were saying before. It's not not like this marquee thing, mm. but it's the kind of signing you need to make. You yeah. need those kind of people around. You need those. You know, you're getting championship experience. Someone who knows the club, knows the team, knows the system or whatever. And then from there, it, you know, it's like a foundation to build from. Yeah. You need those kind of people in the squad. Your squad needs to be that sort of standard. Mm. And then you can kind of push from there. That's like maybe your baseline. Yeah. And I think I think playing a three-man defence has helped him. Mm. If you think the appearance... Yeah, the, the stinker at Cardiff, it was a four at the back. He was in a two. Mm. I think his debut against Rotherham, they were in a two. Mm. At Rovers, they actually, under Alex Neal, they played a three that night, a three-five-two. Yep. And he, he won it, he was comfortable. And then, obviously, seven of Frankie McAvoy's eight games in charge, he played three at the yeah, back. Yeah, I almost wonder three, if yeah. that that sort of gave Frankie the, the, the not the idea as such. Mm. Again, I'm choosing my words poorly. It's a Monday and I've been off work for a week. But, like, it, it kind of almost that was like the foundation that they could go from because it worked at Rovers and, and things like that and, and it, it just seemed to solidify things and gave them a good foundation and then mm. he, Frankie almost took what happened at Rovers yeah. and just carried it on. Because his first game in charge, he tried to, he wanted he wanted two up front come yeah. one day. He, he started against Norwich with a diamond <laughs> with only the four at the back and the you know the diamond um, shape got pulled Norwich apart. Somehow back. only managed to score one. Yeah, yeah. You know, not Norwich are a very, very good attacking side. Yeah, and Buendia's now gone for forty million. Exactly, he <laughs> scored that day, and he looked, he looked good. I mean, you yeah. got Pookie playing at the Euros, Euros at the moment. You know, so the free, the free at the back gave him the safety net, and you know he, he's had Lindsay as the middle, the middle of the man. Is he almost the, the Hunt's role? Almost, think? yeah. You'd say that the free, you know, and then he, he he's had. Um, 
Story on one side, Andrew mm. Hughes on the other. Um, when Lindsay didn't play, he shuffled Story across into the middle man mm. and had Sepp in there. And probably I didn't think Jordan Story looked comfortable as that middle man, but that Lindsay has, and and he's left footed as well, which always brings about a bit of balance, doesn't mm. it? If they if they were to play a two, he's that option to play as um on that side. But I, I do think that three at the back benefited him. Yeah. You know, so, and where do they go from here then? Signings wise, like, like we were saying, yeah. Lindsay. If, if Lindsay is your, your baseline, is that yeah. you know? There's mm. your start. Yeah. Do they have to push on? Or they still got time? They still got oh, you know? Yeah. What's what's what should the approach be at the moment? We're we're on the 14th of June. They're not back yeah. training until the first of July. There is time. Um, Set Vandenberg as we speak here on the Monday. That's as good as done. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a case. The lad's been away on holiday, and it's a case of it getting papers to him to sign. You know the. Um, so that was right. near enough. Both sides happy with the way oh. the loan went. Yeah, Sep yeah. seemed to just love the club, fall in love with the club. Yeah. I think part well, of that. I still be... think there was some work to be done with it though, because Preston did have first refusal on him mm. if Liverpool wanted to loan him out, which they did. But it still needs a player to agree. It's fine having first refusal on someone. He could have turned around and said, I don't fancy it again, mm. but he obviously does. I think he kind of fell in love with it because it's his first proper club yeah. like uh, obviously he came through the ranks at 16 mm-hmm. and then went to Liverpool and that's his first probably senior yeah. role in a in a team and I think that's always going to hold hold a place yeah. for him and he, he doesn't need he'll still need to settle back in a bit mm. but when he comes back or you know all being well on July the 1st when they start training he's walking into a training ground he spent half a season at already yeah. <clears throat> walking to it <clears throat> Walking into a changing room full of players that he knows already, most of them. Yeah, he won't have to go in and introduce himself or, you know. He'll know the coaching staff. He'll just know the surroundings. He'll know Mm. where to go and have his lunch, where where the gym is. You know, just just little things like that. uh, Focus on his game instead, can't he? Yeah, and I I know from when I spoke to him at the end of last season when he was put up for one of the press conferences and he was saying he was keen wherever he will be playing football this season, mm. that he came back for the start of pre-season. He didn't want this one of these ones where he did five weeks' work with Liverpool, then the week before the season he got loaned out somewhere and didn't quite feel a part of it. I think he yeah. wanted to feel part of a squad from the minute one of pre-season training when you're doing the running, when you're doing the horrible stuff, yeah. where you're getting your fitness back. So. Even if, like, because obviously we're doing pre-season fitness, say, mm. at Liverpool or whatever, no matter where you do it, if you come into a club, the players will be like, well, you didn't do our hard yards. Yeah. Like, you haven't been through what we went through. And even if, say, Liverpool's is even harder, mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily matter because no. they're all doing it together. It's about getting through it. It's that, it's that almost like camaraderie that it brings about, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, and, and, and even during the pre-season friendlies, you're starting to experiment with shape, mm. where you're going to play, getting your match legs and... Fair enough, he's, he will have played in certain, you know, in the three-five-two and whatever with North End last year. But they'll still be working on little things. And if you, if you're there, even if it's at Bamber Bridge, if it's St Johnson or Celtic, and you're just doing, you know, you, the, these are friendlies to get you get you ready for the, for, you know, for the main stuff. Um, just doing that, you know, just featuring in those games, just getting that little bit of understanding with the guy next to you and mm. everything. It, it, it can be key. You know, like players are good these days. You know, they can pick things up. But I think if you're doing it from the start of pre-season, it's going to serve you so much better. Yeah. And then the last of the three, Everson, Daniel Everson. He, mm. w- I, I think he will come back. I don't mm. think it's absolutely rubber stamp yet. Mm-hmm. There's the issue with Leicester want to wait um, for him to do quite a bit of pre-season. This is a bit of a, revol- a reverse to what we've been talking about, Seth Vandenberg. But yeah. they, they've got two goalkeepers at the Euros, Gaston Schmeichel and Danny Ward. Mm-hmm. They want to see, especially Schmeichel comes home, uh, you know, uninjured. Yeah. And eventually, you know, they'll have a break, won't they, after the Euros and probably only come back into training later in so pre-season. Everson could well be the starting goalkeeper for a chunk of their pre-season yeah, it'll schedule, be, essentially. It'll, you know, we'll be playing in some of the friendlies, mm. so that's just... That's the sort of payback you've got to have for getting him, you know, mm. like, yeah, you'll have him, but you'll only have him the week or so before the start of the season. And that's know, the and almost double-edged sword of having good players on loan. Yeah, I yeah, suppose. exactly, they want him. You know, I would, I would have thought if 
if Leicester didn't have international goalkeepers away, it would have been a more sim, very more yeah. straightforward. Yeah, you can have him from the Sep's start. Sep's not challenging season. for the first team this season, is he? Now. So it's mm. it's a it's a simple one. It's a simple one yeah. for them to just say, yeah, yeah. that's fine. But Everson's almost covering. Sort yeah. Of he could very yeah. easily be good enough to be a third choice keeper at Leicester, oh, who are is. right yeah. up there. Champions I think he, League, that you know. Yeah, I think if you were to rank their keepers now, they have got other keepers, but I think he would be the third in line. Yeah. But they can afford to get him out on loan once once he know the the two keepers ahead of him are okay. You know, you would have thought Schmeichel's okay. Mm. Then you can have Ward on the bench if one if something happened to Ward, for example. There's probably another keeper can step up. You know, as long as you got Schmeichel's going to be the key one, isn't he? Yeah, I would have I would have even argued that Everson could have been better than Ward, but to be fair, he did quite well for Wales. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> despite well, not playing for yeah. God knows how long. I think Ward's a good goalkeeper. To yeah. be fair, they spent twelve and a half million quid on him, didn't yeah. he? For you know to sit on your bench. So no. uh, yeah, so hopefully Everson back and then. They're looking at a right back mm-hmm. because they want the flexibility. I'm told three five two looks like being the go to formation, but they want another option yeah. either during a game mm-hmm. or you know to start another game. They might think, well, we don't need three centre halves in one game or something. You know, you, that was always labelled that Alex Neely didn't quite have a plan B, which sometimes I thought was a bit unfair mm. against him, but. I think they're making sure they have got, you know, people can see they have got a plan B and a plan C. Rotherham's not a bad place for right backs. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know, yeah. So, yeah, Matthew Olasundo's one of the players they've spoken to. They've got another right back whose name's not out there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think it'd be, be maybe one of those two, you know. Mm. Um, the options are Vandenberg can play at right back, but he's not an out and out right back. They've got Joe Rafferty. Who at times I feel looks more comfortable on the left yep. when they played him. Yep. Um, I think because less is expected on, of yeah, him. Yeah, and he's got only a year left of his contract. You mm. think if, if that's going to run down, I can't see him being in that group of players they offer a contract to mm-hmm. early on. So it, it might almost be if they bring in a right back, it's one they're looking beyond. This first few weeks of the season, they're looking into this season, next season, whatever. They're looking to be the right back of the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. If they play that system. Then, moving forward, they want players up front. You know, they, yeah. they want another striker. They want someone who can push out wider. Mm. You know, I'm not saying be a wing back or something, but if they were to play a different formation with four at the back, you know, someone can go and be a wide striker or a, a bit of a winger. I'm not saying... You're gonna have to hug the touchline and be that kind of winger, but someone who can sort of pull off the front and just just get some creative spark, you mm. know. So because Preston need that, you know, forty nine goals last season, it was all right, but you know, yeah, a lot, you know, your, your top scorer got nine goals, yeah, from, from the wing. figures. Chad Evans arrived in January and got five, yeah, second highest goal scorer with Brad Potts, <laughs> you know, who got five as well, so. Um, so th- there's certainly a need for goals there. Mm. Now, as we know, strikers who score a lot of goals, they either, they don't they don't grow on trees, they cost, you yeah. know. So yeah, you've you either got they were linked with Paul Mullin at um Cambridge, who got thirty one goals, but that was in League Two mm. and I think they've been burnt one yeah, too many times with that, haven't they? Twenty six year old with nearly twenty seven. They want a decent contract. Yeah. You what you want, if you're gonna take that gamble of League Two players you want a very young, young 20 yeah. 21 22 thing like when for example i know it's very different but like ollie watkins when yeah. he made that yeah. step that, he that's was, a, he step, was a lot yeah. younger but um by the time you're 26 27 and yeah. still in league two and have played all but half a season of your career in league two yeah nothing against mullen he's done absolutely fantastic and he could well and go on and do yeah, it but, but history that's sort of says. history shows a step from league two up into the championship is a tough one yeah looking at Jaden stockley aren't we it looks like he's yeah. on his way to portsmouth from north end came from exeter to north end league two to league uh championship different wasn't wasn't a goal well he it's scored a lot of goals but he's not a poacher he was yeah a, it, and north end didn't quite play no, to him as much no. I, I, when he was at exeter scoring all those goals he was he was one of the best headers of the ball wasn't a mm. number of headed goals he was running onto crosses rather than being a sort of target man type and yeah. um so it's he, been uh he's Jaden stockley was better than a league two striker far better championship yep. he still scored nine goals mm. But probably he went to Charlton and scored eight in 20 appearances, which is probably 
one in just over two, isn't it? You yeah. Know, like, so you're looking at a decent... I think a good League play. One will, at the right club, will. I think you'll see a really good Jaden Stockley there. That, yeah. That's one of the He's like the wins. top, say, yeah. six, seven, eight, whatever. Yeah. League One. But in terms of bringing in a striker, they needed one anyway, but that Stockley's another one off the books now. You mm-hmm. know? So, uh, but they, they, they do need goals. They need, they need goals. You know, they've got a solid... The way they finished last season, they had solid foundations at the back, but they need they need it going forward now. And it might be the striker again. It's always the same when there's not you, you know, a limited market to go in, and what's going to improve you. Sometimes you have to wait a little bit longer, don't you? You mm. know, you're not going to get a Bosman. You know, yeah. you're not you're not, you're not going to get a player from the Championship on a Bosman yeah. who will come for good money. Mm. You will come for relatively or, little money. Yeah, good money know. for PNEs yeah, from yeah. PNEs point of view. Yeah, you know, so it's sometimes a case you you might have to sort of play a longer game and see if someone gets released or yeah, and things, someone things becomes shift, available or you're yeah. not, you know, a club might bring in someone and that releases someone yeah, exactly. and they're prepared to let him go for a little bit less than what you thought they might do. And even some of those Bosmans might not be mad keen on making a move yet because yeah. they'll still be getting paid off by exactly. the other club because yeah, they, they get released in June and then they get paid for July and mm-hmm. then they may start because they, they could say they're on I don't know 2025 at some club in the championship mm-hmm. and then North End are offering I don't know 10 or yeah, whatever it's more or whatever, yeah, yeah it's more in North End's budget yeah. They'd be daft not to sit on that payoff for the yeah. rest of the month, knowing there's an offer there from North End. Yeah, that that would probably apply to the real sort of you know if someone's been released from a good championship club. I think a little bit further down the scale, I was told by someone in football this week that there's now pretty much ten players now available on the market for everyone's slot. Right. It, it really, you know, it, it's got a lot of clubs have released players. A lot of mm. contracts have come to the end, and clubs are tightening the belt post-Covid you know yeah. with not having fans in now for 15, 16 months yeah. money's tight and you know the I think it's coming on to roost this summer it's a really really competitive market there'd be you know some levels I don't think you know if a player gets a contract opportunity they'd be daft not to take it up it yeah. might not be the absolutely ideal one they're looking for but don't take one up and you could end up just sitting there without a club come. That's it, that's the risk, isn't it? Come come September the 1st, so, yeah. uh, yeah. But the good news is, Mm -hmm. it won't be long until fans are back. Yep, fingers crossed, yeah, so... season cards have been announced, all Mm -hmm. that good stuff, it's almost like normal. When you were off, I think I did a a, a press view on how Mm -hmm. normal things were yeah you know in, in the way that they were announcing pre-season friendlies and mm. the way they're announcing like the season cards and stuff mm. it was all very normal yeah. and nothing over the this however long is not it's it's like announcing these things with fans coming back yeah. in mind and all that sort of stuff was just the same as it was when we'd never even yeah. thought otherwise that fans would be there and things like that and it was just almost surreal mm-hmm. that everything just almost slots back yeah. into place like we're, we're such a different world that we've been in I'm not going to get into the old Covid argument here Tom but we've got to move forward now this, mm. we've got to move on we've been locked down far too long yes we've got different variants and whatever but at some point we've got to make we've got to move on we've seen the football grounds in the first few days of the Euros it's been great they're not full they're not allowed to be full mm. but just having fans back in you know seeing Wembley with people in was fantastic Denmark Finland game obviously got overshadowed by a mm. terrible sort of Horrific. heart attack suffered by Christian Eriksson. Yeah. But the stadium was like, but even then the, the chanting full. like Christian yeah. Eriksson that yeah. that sort of I know. support that when he wakes up he mm. sees all those fans yeah. chanting his name and things like that like it's not going to do much for him but it'll no. make him. But the whole ground you know it was a f- much fuller ground than yeah. what we've been seeing. That's what that's what we need if we're. Let's, let's be sensible about this, you know. So mm. we need to move. We need stadiums to are so open, yeah, and they can have, you can have so much separation in there. Of you can. It, yeah. it, it always surprised me that it's taken as long as it has mm-hmm. to allow football yeah. stadiums. To, I mean, they had theatres open at one point in London, yeah. closed theatres, mm-hmm. breathing the same air. Yet yeah. football stadiums that are wide open. A lot of the rules don't make sense to me, but that's yeah. a, that's another thing. Yeah. But looking after yeah, the mates. I, if I, you ask I, me, I think there was always the argument with people with opening grounds. It was people getting there, which is going to be the problems now. Mm. But let's move beyond that now, as you say, Tom. Mm. We're getting mm. towards a stage now where hopefully when pre-season friendly starts, which isn't that far away, it's less yeah. than a month, um, fans will be allowed back in, you know, and then 
as you say, ties in with the season cards announcement from mm. North End. Um, very, you know, I think a lot of people were just expecting a price freeze, nothing more. But then people have carried over the tickets, bought the tickets, have had a loyalty discount. Discounts. Prices were frozen at the nineteen twenty prices, so. It, it, I thought it, it was a good gesture from the club and I think mm. probably the best they could have done, really. Because yeah. they do need to bring in revenue. Oh, thank you to but you. They need to, but they, need to, they needed to mark that loyalty to the fans and to bring them back. And it's generally, I've, it's hard to judge, but I would say, there's. I'm not I'm saying it's an exclusive sort of 100% thumbs up from everyone, but it's high. It's a very high yeah. thumbs up. I'd it's say. been very well received. Yeah. And, and, has, yeah. and has uh, the video that, that accompanied it. That was, was brilliant. Very, that. Yeah. I had a lump in my throat watching that <laughs> one. I really did. I know, I know one of the people who stars in it. I didn't actually recognise him until <laughs> on first watch, but I've, uh, I've, I've, I do recognise him now. He had yeah. a baseball hat on, but um, no, it was, no, it was, it was really nice. So yeah. it just we just want to sit in a stadium with people. We want to we want to pie and a cup of tea with each other, don't we? Again, yeah, yeah. beer. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't recognise him either. I just realised no. who you're talking about. They've done a piece on him, haven't they, on the yeah, on the website? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I name checking it was Malcolm Ray. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Uh, Long time North End fan. Yeah, and lovely guy. Heavily involved in the sporting memories at North End. So yeah, yeah. and the former Players Association yep. and stuff like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lovely guy. Uh, yeah, so just a quick run through of them. Uh, four hundred pounds to sit in the town end for normal, like for an adult, twenty five to sixty four. Mm-hmm. Four hundred pounds in the town end. Uh, in the Finney, four hundred pounds. Uh, uh, family zone, sorry, mm-hmm. four seven five for the Finney and the Invincibles, and uh, five hundred and thirty five for the premium mm-hmm. in the Finney and the Invincibles, yeah. and then the rest obviously are, are below yeah. that. And then you're looking at discounts ranging from about thirty pounds for the adults to about hundred to about seventy five. Yeah, yeah, if there's two, yeah, they've, they can there could be together. one where you got a seventy five pound discount and the thirty pound. I mean, yeah, so, yeah, so there are some discounts to be had. Yeah. I mean, the main thing is just fans being back. back. Yeah. My word. Yeah. It's, <laughs> football's existed over this last season and a half, hasn't it? Yeah. That existed. It's existed to meet sponsorship, yeah. it, it, to meet television rights, and that's been about it. There's, there's been little enjoyment got from it. I'm not... Uh, you can't tell me there's a player has absolutely enjoyed mm. playing with no fans in the stadium. Yeah. Fans, however good deals were were given to them at any club to watch on iFollow, is not Ugh. is not an experience. No. Or oh, it's, when it's an experience, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, iFollow is an experience. Yeah. No, no one, could, you know, and even just you know higher up in the Premier League, whether it was being shown Sky, BT, mm. Amazon, whatever, it's not the same. What's no, it at home, isn't no, it? it doesn't cover. There, it. there are there are some fans at some clubs who prefer to sit on a bar stool and, ah. watch, and watch the games. There's on, a few armchair on, fans on, out on there, big screens, there. yeah. But you know, to, to for me, football is about being in there in the stadium if you can. And yeah. being forced to watch your own team at home, who are playing a mile and a half away from where you live, yeah. it's just. I, I've been privileged. I've been lucky enough to go into the stadiums. Mm. I'll always accept that. I don't think the football's been great watching it, but at least I'm there. Mm. I just think it's, you know, I did watch a couple of games at home this season, and it's like just, it's torture. You know, yeah. your own club, you know, I thought, well, I could be there. Or, but, yeah, you know, and I've, yeah. I've said it a few times, it just got too easy just to, especially because North End weren't playing very well. Mm-hmm. It got so easy just to go, oh, another yeah. naff game, put the laptop, mm-hmm. like yeah. close your laptop screen, right. And it just, I'll just try and get that out of my system, and and it was easy as that. Rather than you come away, you talk to people about it, yeah. you kind of almost vent a bit more. You 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 talk about it, get it out there, and then I still think I still think in this era, I think wins were almost downgraded. Mm-hmm. I think people, if if you won a game, fans thought, yeah, that's what it's expected of you. Yeah. Put the laptop down, switch the telly off, yeah. that's it. Job done. But North I think but I think defeats were taken and this is every club, I'm not just talking about North End. I think defeats were not accepted in the same mm-hmm. way. You know, no one likes losing. But you, you're, it's out of you. If you've been to the game, it's out of the system. It's almost time. like if you move, yeah. take everything, wherever you are on a win, loss, draw, mm. whatever, mm. on a spectrum, and then shift it down a couple, yeah. so the wins aren't as high and the lows are a bit lower. Yeah, and that's how it. That's yeah. how it. it you know, some some of be. the stuff you read after a game after a defeat, it's like. Yeah. ridiculous but I think part it, of it is because you can't quite it, see the effort the no. same from the players yeah. when you're not there I've had that argument 
one of my mates saying they just don't seem to be putting it in. Now, I've sat in the ground and I can see mm. they've not lost because of a lack of effort. They've mm. lost because they, they haven't been very good on the day or mm. there's um, a fine mark, something just more didn't drop from or something, yeah. as is the normal way. But I've never really saw a lack of effort. You yeah. know? So I think, I think that's always a harsh one. But I don't think it comes through the same on television that when you're watching it live. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. And But the, uh, the fans are trying to have their say as well now yeah the new, new fans group Preston Underground yeah that's uh, already had talks with the club and are you know we we mentioned it I think it was it, I think it was Frankie McAvoy's uh, press conference weren't it when we were saying we were talking about it saying that you know that there can be a disconnect between the fan and the cl- fans and the club but there isn't necessarily a, a, a fans group to kind of bridge that no. gap and then up pops Preston Underground, who who are it's exactly, trying to do that, it's what's needed, you mm. know, the, to to get engagement between club and fans, and it's far easier when you have got an organised group. Now, at the moment, it's not a sort of public enough. There's not got a public face of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they want that. I mm-hmm. don't think they want sort of one or two characters who are there as spokespeople. They don't want that. They don't want to be seen. Because it, it almost turns in people start talking about those as individuals rather than as a group, and so I can see yeah. while they're keeping not anonymous, wrong, not you know they're not trying to hide anything, but they, they don't want to be, they don't want a personality popping out as sort of, you know, I'm saying this. Yeah, I, I, you it's know, not a dictatorship. No, it's, it's not. not a, no, no, it's um, not. A, I yeah. want this, so yeah. I've set this group yeah. up. Now they've got certain ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know about fan engagement. One of them, it's only a starting point. A few people have jumped on them for t- for, for. Yeah, it does have opposition, reason. doesn't it? Yeah, or they want a fan zone, and I think that's a really good starting point. Mm-hmm. As, as a simple starting point as well. Now, I've seen people object to it. Why well, I don't want to go to a fanzine? This could ruin pubs nearby or whatever. Now, no offender, average home gate, what twelve or thirteen thousand coming out on a good day. Mm-hmm. The idea is that not all twelve or thirteen thousand people will go to a fan zone. Before the game, you yeah. know, it doesn't, it doesn't, it wouldn't happen anywhere. What, um, what vice versa? And vice versa, they're not all going to go to the pub. No, no. And, and so some, where else can yeah, they go? And fans, some fans choose. I just want to go to the match. You yeah. know, but I want to be around the ground. Yeah, I yeah. mean, me and my dad used to get to get to football stadiums an hour before the game just yeah. to just to mill around the stadium. Yeah. So, and so, if there's yeah. fan zones, we'll, yeah. we'll you gravitate towards some it, you people. See what's happening. Yeah, some people alternatively they want to. I'll, I'll turn up at court to three and go in. That's what. That's, yeah. You, you want different things, and I think a fan zone is a really good starting point. Mm. Get the, if it if it's more attracting guys, you know, families with kids, you know, yeah. go along, keep them occupied. I've got kids. I know how difficult it is to keep them focused, especially yeah. this year, these days. So if there is something where you can take them along where mum and dad can have a, a brew mm. or can have a, a pint or something yeah. while the kids play beat the keeper. Or exactly. I, I, don't I was going to say that. Something I don't simple know what, like yeah, that. I don't know what form it's going to take. Yeah. But if there's activities for both, come on. Like, not, let's get, it's not, that is not going to take trade away yeah. from a, another venue. I think, you know, if, if your pre-match routine is to go to the pub before the match, I don't think that's going to change, you know, it's sort of, and fair enough, it shouldn't do, you know, but yeah. some, some people do want an alternative and I think, it, I just think a fan zone will be a, a good starting point. Yeah, I've always remembered something and I, I can't remember when it was, it'll have been years and years ago, right? I think, I'm just looking, I'm literally trying to Google it, right? So, Eon were the sponsors of the FA Cup, but that mm-hmm. ended in 2009, right? Mm-hmm. That ended in 2009. I remember one FA Cup game at Deepdale, mm-hmm. I can't remember which one or why or anything like that, but they had a shoot the O thing. Mm-hmm. And because it was E on, like yeah. they made it a sponsorship thing. Shoot but I remember it and it was like, it was, I, I just loved it. Like it was what I'd always hoped that happened. Yeah. And cause I remember I got like a little key ring that ended up on like, I don't know, the, the back door key ring or something. So I always saw it and kind of remembered it, but that's the only time I can remember that sort of beat the keeper style or, Mm-hmm. entertainment attraction sort of thing that you'd link to a fan zone yeah. around Deepdale. Yeah. And that sponsorship ended 12 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at best it was like 12 years ago. And it's like, say something simple like that. You could have yeah. the face of mm-hmm. say it's, it's Rudd or Everson or yeah. someone like Alan Kelly or something on a, on a beat the keeper style thing, make mm-hmm. it PNE themed. Yeah. And kids can go and... I mean, kids will play football for hours on yeah. end. Give I, them, think, I think you they know. experimented what... I think they had a fan zone at, at one of the games... Simon Grayson era, something mm. towards the end of the season, and it was 
memory serves me right between the old club shop and the town end in that area there. I was thinking that, yeah. yeah. They had ducking they yeah. had the ducking net yeah, or something. Yeah, something, they had different they? things like that. So yeah. but but I think what I think what we need to take uh, emphasizes it it's not there to replace something else. It's yeah. it's there for something which isn't there at the moment. Mm-hmm. If someone prefers to go to the pub before the match, I don't think it's going to take people away from a pub. Yep. I just think it's there's a, a market needs filling there, you know, mm-hmm. and I, th- I think it can only be positive. I think it's more aimed at families anyway. Yeah. You, you wouldn't really but find the, in the yeah, pub. Yeah, but if not, you know, there might be some people who sort of choose, oh, I, I don't want to meet up with my mates in the pub beforehand, mm. but they would, you know, they might have a drink on the concourse or something beforehand. They, they might choose to want to meet outside the ground a little bit early and then go in, you mm. know, so just... It just provides a good alternative. Yeah, you know? and I think that a lot mm. of, with any ideas or any change like that, there's mm. always going to be opposition yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't please everyone all the time. But it's filling a vacuum. There's nothing yeah. there at the moment. So There's car parks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, 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 not, but in terms of anything at the ground, yeah, if you no, go to the ground early, the only thing you can do is go and stand on the concourse. Yeah. Now, I presume if they did have a fan zone, it would have to be in conjunction with whoever was running the catering inside mm-hmm. because you're not... I, I can't see them allowing a sort of outside firm out in a fan zone to... Undercut, yeah, to almost get a pitch. To undercut what's happening inside the ground. You know, that's not going to... Business sense, that probably ain't going to work. Mm. But, you know, but if the... You, you, you want something a little, you know, if you can get a little bit different, you know, you don't just want your pint of warm, you know, warm generic lager outside. Yeah. You know, if you, if they can do, just do it a little like bit different. Just whatever. do it a little bit differently, you know. Mm. Have, a, have, a, have, a, have a bit of a market research of what people want. Yeah, and if it's, it, mm. it, it's worth saying as well, it's not as easy as the club just like mm. snap the fingers. No. Here's your fan zone. Here's your shoot, uh, beat the keeper. Here's mm. the this, that and the other. Here's your local band that we want. But all that sort of stuff. There's, It's not simple for the club, but... Mm-hmm hopefully it's potentially you know the start of it maybe it might be a long process yeah but as you say like if it doesn't work right with the caterers inside mm. whenever that contract runs out or whatever mm. they get something in place that can yeah. that can <laughs> with if you pardon the pun that can cater for both yeah do you know what i mean yeah. that can that can you say you have an independent people in the in the fan zone, mm-hmm. it gives a spotlight to their a local business, yeah. and you get the industrious catering to serve the rest of the stadium upstairs or whatever. And then you know, y- you kind of start that cycle. Even if even the the dropping of or the the change from thirty two red to a more local sponsorship, and 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 I know that the the Preston Underground, for example, aren't big fans of Nike, and I must admit, I, I me and my dad got the peony peony shirts like fifteen quid in the club shop, so I'd be rude not to. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the peony shirts <laughs> recently, and I've got the exact same shirt at home yeah. without a peony badge on it. Yeah, you know, the, the, it feels the exact same. Yeah. and getting away from those sorts of things, making them more localized, more almost specific to peony, I would feel much more inclined to spend which is currently the price on a, a just a zip up top mm-hmm. in the club shop which is 70 quid at the moment a peony zip up jacket i'd be much more inclined to spend that sort of money if i couldn't walk into a different shop and get it for say 20 pounds less without a peony badge on yeah. do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. if it's more specifically designed what it feel, it'll feel like it be, it's more specifically designed yeah. for me mm-hmm. i'd be more inclined to do it and then that's that's not again it's not easy it's not simple it, there's so much more to it yeah. the money and all the stuff that goes on at football clubs but if the club can start steering towards those sorts of things mm-hmm. i think it'll bring fans in more more inclined like i say more inclined to spend because you can see that say it maybe costs the club because it, maybe they get a better sponsorship elsewhere but here's a specific design for our club yeah. i feel like fans would support it more and would go out and almost try and cover that cost themselves by going out and buying it, yeah. if that was communicated properly as well. And I just think they need the engagement anyway, because mm. we've, I, think, I think the underground said they really, Preston were the only championship club without an, associ- an affiliation with the supporters association. Yeah. And in, in the past, North End, you know, they've had some good, good supporters groups. I go back to when I sort of, well, got in my teen years, mid-teens, and started going watching North End's away games. The official supporters club, as was then, mm. they did the, the only coach travel 
you could get to away games was either through them, who they ran Fishwick coaches. There was nothing run by the club in the sort of 80s, mm-hmm. 90s, early 90s. It was all done uh, through the sports club where you went through Mercers who operated from the bus station. You know, there were two Mercers you could have a drink on the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't say that. Um, Fishwick's, it was more the official thing, no alcohol on board, you know, but it was it was a really good, strong supporters club, you know, real, you know, organising travel that way. Early 90s, the Independent Supporters Association, the PNEISA, was set up. We did a grand job of around the time just before John Beck came in as manager for, mm. the, for supporters who remember that era. <laughs> and they helped, you know, again, a lot of engagement. It wasn't sort of protest groups or anything. It was yep. more sort of engagement. And once John Beck came in, bit of a controversial figure, they got behind him and he sort of, he, he, sort of, he, he, he linked up with him to sort of promote more more involvement from fans you know there was the at the time the, the old town end terrace used to be the away end really big roof on it mm. really good autistics you know uh, um acoustics in there mm. um and yet we'd have 200 away fans stood in the town end making loads of noise and the north end fans were on the cop at the other end with a little roof on yeah you know, sort of thousands of them in there, you couldn't be heard, you mm. know. So there was a big campaign by the ISA at the time to move North End fans from the cop into the town end. And it worked, you know, it was, it was things like that. And then, you know, more in more recent times, you had the PSG Press and Supporters Group who were, you know, involved in engagement with the club, involved in travel as well. I mean, you had other sports groups around, the Lancaster Supporters Club, the South Ribble Supporters Club, they had little branches like that for managers used to go down for a chat occasionally on a social and it, you know it worked well but the last few years it's moved away from that so um i, ju- I just they, they do need a supporters group of some sort i think it's a good almost sounding off board as well yeah. for the club yeah if there's big decisions or there's mm-hmm. something that might be controversial or whatever that needs to be done yeah and it may not be pretty but needs to be done mm-hmm. and they're able to kind of sound it off a supporters group to go this is happening mm-hmm. how's best to maybe approach it yeah Stuff like that, you know. One thing that's really important as well, just just imagine um, there was an away game when for some reason there was a group of North End fans were treated generally not well mm. in an away game, whether by the stewards or by the police or something. There's not really a sort of complaints base. But, you know, if there was a proper supporters club, you, you, the supporters group could approach the club, they could approach another club and said, look, our supporters weren't treated well at this away game. You know, they were yeah. kept in. You know, they were they didn't feel safe or whatever. I'm just using that as a random thing. You know, if there's a supporters group in place there, it's almost sort of a group who could, you know, take that concern mm. as a group. And, like, it isn't just one fan ranting on Twitter saying, you know, I was treated badly. This is a properly organised yeah. Pro, you know, like, you've got to go through the right channels yeah, of these sorts yeah, of things, yeah. and that gives you the chance helps, to do that. Yeah, it helps, and you know, if you are linked with, you know, the sports association generally as well, you know, that that can only be be good for it. You know, yeah, so. I mean, and it's worth pointing out as well as like credit to the club mm-hmm. every year yeah. as well mm-hmm. for that sort of thing. And you know, Gentry Day is probably the only time where they mm-hmm. are almost not necessarily in a position, but they do liaise with fans yeah. kind of every season on, on the gentry day and stuff like that and, and that is something that the club so i mean it almost shows that the club are capable of these sorts of things mm-hmm. if i guess the right groups yeah. are in place the right yeah. at the moment i suppose they just kind of got to go to maybe a couple of fans who maybe almost know the club a little bit or mm-hmm. they've 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 gone to in the past and kind of gauge it from there yeah. but if you've got the right like say the right channels that you can go through yeah. it makes a big difference for that sort it's of thing it's a, good, a really good starting point mm. isn't it and yeah you, you know you can expand from there and that's not to say either that what they say is inherently always going to be right no. or if you disagree that you're inherently wrong no no but the fact that those things are coming into place yeah. is can only be a positive it means you've got a common group way where things can be discussed mm. if you think it's right you think it's wrong at least that debate's being had yeah exactly you could be heard and and like you say, the, I think the fact that this this group is remaining largely anonymous shows that they're not in it for their own mm. benefit as yeah. such. They're doing it yeah. for the benefit of the yeah. of the group. When we're saying anonymous, they're not sat there when they meet up club officials, like yeah, <laughs> or something, You know, like it is, it is proper. You know, meeting in public and having a having yeah. a chat and everything. But you know, no, because sometimes it can be when you get a supporters group or a, a group like that. 
there's one fan who's having to do all the talking because he's a spokesman. Mm. It, it's a bit unfair on them. It can soon become like oh, it's just such and such a guy saying that. Yeah. And it, it, it's, you see, it's more of a democracy. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You, know. you need a bit more of a committee, don't you? you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, away from PNE though, mm-hmm. it's coming home, isn't it? It's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> we won one game. It's coming yeah, home. Yeah, good start for England. I thought. No, yeah. it was a, it was a good performance against Croatia. I thought. Or maybe Croatia aren't at the level they were once. Mm. You know, they, runners uh, up at the World Cup. Weren't yeah, they? Age, you know, squads aging a little bit. Mm. But come on, let's give credit to England. I thought they played well. Mm-hmm. They they started really well in the I think the first few minutes. Foden hit the post. Uh, I think Phillips had a shot which was saved and there was a couple of other close cuts. Sterling got into the box and had a, you know, just got tackled at the last minute. And I think um, in in general over the course of the game, they were on top of it, scored a good goal in the second half, uh, good run by Calvin Phillips, yep. helped Raheem Sterling to score. And after 1-0, they didn't really look threatened after that. So... Mm. Um, all credit to him for this sort of, you know, quite a mature performance to see it out. It was, it was a controversial, like, team selection, weren't it? And it I was, was thinking yeah. this act- afterwards. Mm. One of the, probably the, some of the most controversial things Southgate has done as England manager was to select Mason Mount and Phillips in his squads when they were still in the championship. Mm. And to be fair, both have been in the setup for a while now. Mm-hmm. They both started in that game in the Euros. Mm. They're both important players now. Yeah. You know, and I know Gary Neville said recently that not, um, England's biggest asset is is the manager. Mm. Has he just been getting things right? A long term, yeah. He's not everyone's favourite, is he? Yeah. But he, he tend, you know, even before, leading up to kickoff yesterday, there was a lot of controversy, wasn't it? We were playing Trippier right back, having picked ninety three <laughs> right backs in the squad. He played one of them over yeah. at left back. You got two of the best left backs yeah. in the league. Yeah, but to be fair, it did work. You mm. know, and people were questioning Phillips. I was, you know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, Henderson probably wasn't quite fit enough to start. And yeah, the two holding midfielders has led to some very dull, yeah. dull but games. But they, let, they the let Phillips get a lot more forward. I sat yesterday. Mm. Phillips got forward a lot more, and it, it worked really well. You know, trip. Trippier going over to left back. It was the old Joe Rafferty role yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, but it but it worked. You know that that it might not work in another game. You know mm. it might not. You know when when they play Scotland on Friday, it might be a different. You know ele- I, w- I would have thought it would be a different eleven that takes the pitch. But you know I thought Sterling did very well. He was mm. you know my, I, I, I thought he was. Up there with man of the match performance, justified his selection to echo the question. That was a, that was a good question, wasn't it? That was awkward. That was yeah. the awkward moment. So you just it? scored the winner, Raheem. Have you justified, justified your selection? Even though you're like probably the most, I think he's the most capped player in the squad, something yeah. like that. I you know, know. yeah, we just a, thrown you in there. Yeah, I don't think it was the right choice. Take words, the risk. Was it? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but no, I thought he did very well. I think the substitutes worked well as well. You know, bring. You know, when Bellingham was your first sub coming on, mm. what a brave move that was. But, yeah. you know, it, He's a player. He is, yeah. yeah. I mean, he played twice against North End last... Well, <laughs> not this season, just finished the one, but 2019-20. Yeah. You know, I, you know, we played we, North End played down at St Andrews and he won 1-0. I think Maguire scored that day, but Bellingham was playing in the team. He, he, he got in. And then in the restart games at Deepdale last season, I remember Bellingham playing, he, you know... He looked a very decent player that day, but he is absolutely shot. Dortmund's been a really, really good move for him, hasn't it? So yeah, yeah. Established himself. Youngest teenager to play 90 minutes for England for yeah. something like 70 years yeah. or something stupid. Yeah. I mean, I think he's number 26 for this top. Retire the shirt. Retire the number. <laughs> well, like <laughs> Birmingham retired his number 22 shirt, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, when I saw the team, I thought, well... I think it was it Chilwell was left off the bench and mm. Sancho wasn't he plus mm. Maguire because you can only have 23 of the 26 and you just thought well Bellingham's on there is sort of yeah you sit on the bench is an option like the, like the wall cut of, yeah yeah then he ends up being your first sub you know yeah. so uh, yeah. yeah and I think he, he just looks mm. for 17 yeah and he looks like he's he's been there for however long yeah. like it's just unreal isn't he yeah. but um, I've enjoyed the tournament so far it's early days obviously mm. the, the Christian Eriksen thing was horrendous on yeah. Saturday um, yeah. you just wish you just wish him so much well yeah. that you know they can recover from this first and foremost 
Let's not think of football. Let's just yeah. think the guy's in hospital. I was amazed he, he just, came out and finished the game. Yeah, yeah. just just hope that he he, he comes through this. He's mm. he, he's obviously he's in a good hospital. He, yeah, he's, gonna get he's the awake right and he's talking now. And yeah, if they can get to the root of the problem, why he had the heart attack or yeah. whatever, that's the main thing. Let's not speculate about what what might not happen and why it happened. Let's yeah. just get him treated. Just watch. Get him disbelief, well. Yeah, you? get him back to his wife and his children. Yeah. You know, and just just getting comfortable. That's the main thing. That's that's what we should all be concerned about within the football I was surprised he played it that night I mm. thought they were given the option of playing it the day after I thought that might have been the better yeah. choice but they, they played it I didn't think Denmark were really in it second half mm. you know you can understand the minds weren't at it, it. they wanted to finish the game of course they did but when you've seen that happen to your teammate, you're gonna be affected yeah I mm. don't I just don't buy into the whole mm. he would have wanted this sort yeah. of thing you you Especially if he hadn't have made it, you you need the time to process and and yeah. grieve. No matter what, I, I think if if the unthinkable had happened, yeah, you might have even seen the tournament abandoned. Yeah, you know, but like, it didn't. Yeah, thank God. But I mean, I yeah. think they needed time to process it. Yeah. Whether they felt it or not, they're probably in shock. Yeah, adrenaline. Mm. They were probably a lot more t exhausted than yeah. they thought they were. Mm. You know, and it almost felt like obviously they lost as well. Mm. It felt like maybe they just weren't on the same footing as yeah. Finland after all that yeah. and and obviously it was their decision but it just felt I just felt almost bad for them that yeah. what I, I think if you're in the thick of it you probably can't yeah. tell it's not the wisest move but what I will say though is that everything that surrounded it oh, yeah. was so well done I thought the referee Anthony Taylor mm. stopping the game within five seconds was absolutely fantastic yeah um, the way the medical team responded to Ericsson, yep. the way his teammate shielded him, yep. the way, you know, the decorum of the Finland players, the fans in the stadium, they knew what was happening. And, mm. you know, there was nothing, everyone behaved impeccably over it yep. um, and said the right things. And when, when the teams came back again, you know, the... The, the, the unity between the two sets of fans was special, wasn't it? You know, yeah. chanting his name. And, you know, the, 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 the club doctor, well, you know, the, the, the Denmark doctor who treated, the, you know, treated Ericsson, um, performed, you know, got the defibrillator on him, mm. you know, performed CPR, saved, the, saved his life, basically. The ca he had stopped breathing, you know, yeah. like the, the captain, the Denmark captain, who yeah. was first there, made sure he was in the recovery position and making sure he wasn't swallowing his tongue. Mm. You've got a you, you've got a player of the tournament there for doing that, <laughs> yeah. haven't you? You know, you you, you know Yeah, simple as um, that, saving yeah, lives. Things like that. They they you know, that's that's team of the tournament already, isn't it? You know, yeah. that they're, they're the first winners almost. So Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, literally the best result from the whole of the Euros is that mm -hmm. that happened and he's he's and still he's, here. He sat up in bed yeah. seeing his wife and children. That is the yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the only thing. Is a know. side note yeah. now, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of unity uh, as well, and probably a bit of a controversial topic, mm -hmm. Scotland will be taking the knee with England. Mm -hmm. um, and you said before, we were saying before, like obviously about at Southgate and the way things been handled. Came out and, and wrote a, a basically public letter to, yeah. to the nation to say, please support us taking the knee. He explained it. Pe people will all get. It's going to divide opinion, but Southgate made the point. You know, this is why he explained it. Mm. Very simple terms, lengthy, mm. and you know, it was there. And I thought, you know, on the on the knee on uh, Sunday afternoon, there were some, there were boos, but I think overwhelmingly, it was drowned out by cheering. I mean, it it's difficult for me, like when you see people criticising other people's sort of right to express themselves, like in the same way that they're completely entitled to criticise it, mm -hmm. like you can't then tell someone not to do it. Mm -hmm. If you want to criticise yeah. it and say you disagree, that's fine, but you can't tell them not, not to, to do yeah. it. Mm -hmm. you, you've got to politely say, not my cup of tea, but to tell people how to express themselves when, I mean, for example, I am a white male. Mm -hmm. I'm in the the almost best demographic to avoid all those sorts of things that these players are currently going through. I'm not black. Mm. I'm not. A, I'm not a female in sport, or all these sorts of things. The people that are experiencing all these the racism and the the abuse and all this sort of stuff. 
I'm not then going to turn around to them and say, I don't think your cause is just. I don't think you should be able to fight against these sorts of things. And uh, there was the interview on, on Sky Sports, I think, with uh, Brian Swanson, wasn't it, where... The, the, one of the one of the guys who'd been booing, and they said, "Oh, I just don't think I just don't think they're explaining it." And he's gone, "No, but they have explained it." Gone, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they have. But and it's like, well, no, that's it. It's not. If whether you di- agree or disagree with the Black Lives Matter movement or or not, it's it's come away from that. It's 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 grown from you know, yeah, there was riots and things like that, which no one is ever going to support. But the whole point of it is just searching for equality. Mm-hmm. That's all. No one wants to be better or, yeah. mm-hmm. or or anything like that. They just, you know, footballers should be able to go out, play a game of football, and not come back to racist abuse yeah. on 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 like that, online yeah. mm-hmm. with no repercussions. The, yeah, one of the guys who's taken abuse in the past, Raheem Sterling. Yeah, scored the winner yesterday. He's everyone's hero. Yeah, yeah. He, in in some ways, people were booing him beforehand. If for, he for missed that chance, how different would his social media have been that night? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. simply as simple as that. And why should that? Why should that make a difference? And if I find as, as like, I always find the term snowflakes very cringy because it just shows a lack of sort of understanding or a lack of empathy or lack, you know, not being able to see the other side. But I feel like a lot of the people <laughs> that are calling the snowflakes are the ones that are kicking off about, oh, you, you know, well, taking the knee, all this sort of stuff. Well, it's literally just someone bending down. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really doesn't affect you. It, it's ten seconds before a game. Yeah, if they're doing it to create conversation, to highlight the problems that are going on in society, looking for equality. Mm-hmm. It's just someone bending down. Be interesting to see what happens going forward, though, because there are some clubs who took mm. the decision not to take the knee last season. Yeah, Brentford were one, QPR yep. were one. Yeah, uh, Wilfred Zaha was a, a yep. big yep. proponent so, of that. I know Scotland generally don't yep. take the knee, but they are de- for yeah. the unity in the England game. There was a debate. There's a debate to be had going forward of yeah. what what happens next. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and how what action is taken to make it not just a gesture, not just a token gesture, mm. how to move things forward. But yeah. I think even at this stage, it's still only about a year, I think, since the kind of Black Lives Movement, mm. uh, Black Lives Matter movement sort of started. Obviously, it was it was kind of sprung into life off the back of George Floyd and things and in, like and that. And in football, it started with the reset, the restart games, which was like, we're coming up to, I think, this weekend. This yeah. coming weekend is the first anniversary of it. So. Yeah, and it's still, it's still raising conversation. It's still raising, mm-hmm. you know, people are still talking about it. And the fact that you're starting to talk about it, oh, why are they doing it? Well, footballers are getting abused. Oh, well, why aren't they doing this about yeah. social? Why aren't they doing it? And yeah. those sorts of things. There's different, there's different you know. things being done. I remember, like, North End played at Luton in mm. December. They didn't do the knee. What they did instead, the all the players sort of went sort of looted like player, press and player looted yeah. in a sort of show of unity. So mm. it might be that that kind of thing might be the way forward. The, the cricket's you know, doing something similar. Yeah, you know, sort of you show it in a different way, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, and I'm not, to be fair, in, in, in my eyes, whether you stand together in a mixed starting lineup mm-hmm. or you take the knee, I'm not sure what difference there is there. Yeah. You st- that's still a show of unity. That's still making a stand. I think the next step is to show some sort of action or some sort of fundamental change mm-hmm. to back this up. And that's not that's not a critique of any player that's taken the knee because you've seen, like you say, with Raheem Sterling, MBE, the mm-hmm. people like that are trying to make change. Yeah. But you know, it's a societal thing, and to get. I think it is a very big society. Yeah, thing and to get that many yeah. eyes on it, for example, they're, they're taking the knee at the Euros. That's probably got half of Europe, if yeah. they weren't aware of it, mm-hmm. asking why they're doing that. And that's the sort of thing that, you know, in wider society that needs to change. And, mm-hmm. you know, why? Uh, when I was at Wembley, they were, they were booing it. And it's like, you've been away from the game for nearly a year. You're here to watch a, a final. Why are you booing someone kneeling down? You, you know... If I go down to tie my shoelace, yeah. like what what <laughs> difference does that make? Just because I'm doing it before I get like it just doesn't make sense no, to me. It's, it's no. such a simple action. I think it's a society thing. How now. you it get needs, insulted by it? So why don't it get ne- it? It needs work at wider. Yeah, that's it. And yeah. and I think at this point, because it's only been really like twelve months, that's still enough time to to still need to raise the raise the awareness of it. And there's enough time there in the bank almost to start creating that change. And that's what needs to happen now. But why you'd boo your own team oh, before a game? Oh, no. like, Crackers, absolutely. And talk about the unity and all that sort of stuff, you know. And then, 
Next thing is just got to beat Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> get through. And the thing is, if England win the group, mm-hmm. they give themselves a harder route. Harder group than yeah. harder route to the final, don't they? It's a France and Germany group, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough one. Though, yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. One of France, Germany, or Portugal yeah. won't like. Well, one will have to go through as one of the better third, third place. place. I mean, there's like nearly every third place it's runner very, up. Like, very gets in. It's actually very difficult to get home before the post guards <laughs> now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You cannot get out. I you know, like, there's only like two two yeah. third place teams that won't get into the next yeah, round. Yeah. So you either got to finish bottom of the group or yeah. be two unfortunate teams that didn't quite pick yeah. enough points, goals, could, whatever. There, there could be a very unfortunate third place team somewhere. Mm. You know, like. But uh, so what? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I should probably know this, but what if two teams have the same? Goals and points qu- and qualifying record. Oh, is that right? Okay, is that how they just try, trying to think back? I think it might be qualifying record, right? Or, or a head to head or something. You Jeez. Know? So, yeah. so imagine you, you, you know, oh, we've, we are a tricky spelling qualifier, but we're peaking at the right time. Yeah, we're coming yeah. into the tournament. You know, mm. we'll get, we're getting there, and then you get, mm. you get bitten in the butt for <laughs> not this, getting it together soon enough. But as you say, topping the group could leave them with a really tough yeah. tie. You know, so yeah, they'd be better. They'd have been the better placed, really. Mm to finish second and, and go from that. Croatia could end up going further in the tournament because they finished second, yeah, for example. Yeah. Like, Play, it might, might be the third game playing Raheem Sterling goal or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or maybe we're too pessimistic and you've got to you've got to beat the best to well, be the best. you do after, you know, you know you're it, gonna have to beat someone decent at some if point. If you are comfort, you know, if you're gonna win a tournament, you will mm. have to beat at some point someone along the lines of Germany or France. Yeah. Whether it be in the semi-final, the final, or the quarters or whatever. Yeah. So, you know. If, if if you back your ability, mm. it's got to happen. You know, you, you've got to be prepared to do it sometime, you know. Yeah. And it, if it means England have a very good group stage and a building momentum, they've then got to take that momentum and back themselves against yeah. one of the other teams. Is that maybe why they got to the semi-final of the World Cup? Yeah. Because they got a decent route through? Don't, you don't know. Maybe, maybe this is karma, not karma, but maybe, you know, it balances itself out yeah. at a relatively you do easy look, group in the you World do Cup. Look, you do look at the route. squad, you know, like... And it's at the back, I'm yeah. a little bit worried at times, but going forward, they they've got so many good attacking options. Mm. Goal shouldn't be a problem. It does worry me a little bit when. But that said, I thought Mings played very well yesterday with you know with uh, with John Stones. You know, yeah. But that's it though. Like mm. you say, you got to beat someone like France or Germany or say Spain or, or whoever. But then you look at that front six, for example, midfield on. Mm-hmm. And most of those players are playing those players in the Champions League each week. For, well, like you know, even at the back, Trippier has has just won the league in Liga. in yeah. the Liga. Yeah. Um, you've got Reese James, who currently can't get in the team, who has just won the Champions League mm-hmm. and beaten some of those players. The Cal Walker, the same, having won the league. The, these players do have the pedigree and are yeah. used to playing the, the the standard of players that are yeah. coming up against. It's whether it can all whether it can all come together at, yeah. at the right. But attacking, right way. attacking wise, when you've got you, you got Foden, you got Kane, Sterling, you got Mount, you got Grealish. Grealish, oh, sub yesterday. I want to see him more. Yeah, um, you got Bellingham. Mm. You already know, come off the bench, you know. Yeah. There was some Champions some League re- in Dortmund, or that, yeah. really good, really, really good attacking options there. Like yeah, that. and that's still with Sancho yeah. not on the bench. Yeah, I've got to. I've just got to admit, I really do like Foden. I yeah. think he's, uh, you know, he's done for the old Gazza haircut, hasn't yeah. he? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, just so, glide, doesn't he? I think yeah. Grealish is similar. That they're just yeah. on the ball. It just mm. some like they don't like. Oh, do you know those like the little punch bag thing you put water in the bottom and they just mm. pop up again like yeah. they're just so they just look so impossible to knock off balance to knock out of their stride it's just yeah. well, I mean Grealish gets fouled a lot so he does get knocked yeah. out of his stride a bit but mm-hmm. you know the way they just carry the ball yeah. and it's quite un-English yeah but you got really, Foden suppose, you got Foden being coached as he is by Guardiola <laughs> yeah. you know he's Having watched David Silva for the last yeah. however many years, think about it. He's only really been a regular in the City side this, this season, season, isn't he? He was, in, yeah. you know, obviously getting games in the last couple of seasons, but yeah. he played at North End a couple of years ago in, that, yeah. the, in the cup game, didn't yeah. he? You know, yeah. but, uh, you know, as did Raheem Sterling, yeah. the goal scorer. Yeah. Of, uh, we knew about him then, you know, but he yeah. was falling, he was coming through, but he, 
he was really last season in terms of nailing down a regular and keeping other players out. He, yeah, this is that was his breakthrough season. Interesting comparison. I think uh, Taylor Bellis, who was on loan at Blackburn last year, yeah. he also played in that game. He did. Oh, yeah. And you look at the the difference between where those two guys are at, at the moment. Yeah. It shows the, the the raw talent that mm. Foden has got or yeah. has had, yeah. and how he's how he's kind of taking it. Like, yeah, superb. He's superb. just insane, isn't he? Yeah. But uh, I mean. It's coming home though, isn't it? Oh, we've got to hope it's, so. It's coming home. Yeah. <laughs> but I think one game uh, down, one game down. Yeah, <laughs> one game down. Let's get carried away. One, one That's how game, it works, isn't one, it? One game at a time. No, we get carried away straight away. <laughs> I was getting carried away before the game. Anyway, I think that's about it for this week, uh, Dave. We're back one on. One thing. In. One thing oh, we've got oh, to mention. Oh. It's not it. Celebrity PNE. Oh right. Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> as as uh, Dave, the Instagram. Expert, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As. Um, as you will already know, in, in the North End ranks, we have <laughs> Scott Sinclair married to Helen Flanagan, who <laughs> yeah. played Rosie Webster in Coronation Street. Yeah. You've got Andrew Hughes going out with someone from Love Island. Not that I've watched that, so I've not got a clue who it is. Yeah, and now, from, now we've Kendall, got... Kendall yeah, Wright or yeah, something, is it? Now we've got Ryan Ledson going out with the actress... Who Lucy, put, Lucy Fallon, Fallon, is yeah, it? Who's, uh, yeah, who played Bethany Platt in yeah. Corrie for five years. So, um, yeah, it, North End are just Keep, celebrities. Keeping up with Preston North End. So, so uh, suddenly in the sort of um, the tabloid gossip yeah. pages, Ryan Ledson has been appearing yeah. over the last few weeks. <laughs> it's just like uh, this bizarre separate universe. You know, you suddenly... He was described as, was it, a curly-haired football hunk or something. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Can you imagine his, his teammates are going to be ripping one that's out of be, him? That's got to be all over the dressing room, that. Yeah, it has to be, yeah. They, they, <laughs> they had a load of... Uh, uh, they, 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 they started Instagram and went public when they were on holiday together. And yeah. then they, they were pictured coming out of... Ledson and the Lucy Fallon, they were pictured coming out of some London restaurant <laughs> the, other, the other week and... The Daily Mail gossip column was straight on it, you know, like <laughs> described in full detail. Lucy was wearing this, that, and the other, and he said Ryan kept it simple by wearing a, a check shirt over a t-shirt and jeans. Like yeah. typical bloke. Yeah, yeah. first yeah. thing, first thing in my wardrobe. Ten minutes, taxi's here in ten minutes. I'll grab that, you know. So kept it. I like that because like like it links to football. Right? Yeah. He kept it. He, he kept, kept it, it took simple. Took off the centre half, just spread yeah. it out to the fullback. Kept it simple. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I want to hear but, you. Uh, but Ryan Ledson on the gossip pages of the Daily Mirror <laughs> and the Daily Mail is a sight, you know. Like, I want you to use some of that language in in the LEP coming up. Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> next time, like Ryan Ledson plays for North End, the curly haired hunk <laughs> <laughs> played sixty minutes before getting taken yeah. off. <laughs> what do they call him? Her new bu. Yeah, like Bo? Is it Bo, something like yeah, that? Yeah. I don't know. They just talk a different language, don't they? Bays, 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 something. Yeah, they'd be talking about romping next, which is, <laughs> yeah. the, which is the most tabloid word ever. You know, yeah. which no one uses in their life apart yeah. from tabloid newspaper writers. So. Yeah, I don't get how they do it. They just everything's just so sensational, isn't know, it? Yeah. It's mad. You know, I yeah. think I think pick, pick, pick one day in the paper and just write it like yeah. a tabloid. That's right. Well, funny <laughs> match, th- match report like a tabloid. Yeah. The funny thing though, Ryan Ledson and Luce Fallon, they took Brad Potts on holiday with them. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sounds like a pet. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he took him with him. Yeah, but no. So so North End are obviously the new darlings of the celebrity yeah. sort of gossip. They've been. We'll probably have OK Magazine on the yeah. shirt. So that's probably new yeah, shirt sponsorship. Yeah. OK Magazine. Oh, or right. something. Get get to the press conference. It's like yeah, Radio Lex and the then the print, and then we'll go to OK Magazine. Oh yeah, <laughs> OK Magazine want to interview Ryan about the sort of latest fashion trend or something. Yeah, yeah so the Real Housewives of Preston North End. Yeah, you could have that. Yeah, Real Housewives of Savick or uh, Real Housewives of Forward. Yeah, Exton. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is the this is the cutting edge journalism you get yeah. here, people. This is what you yeah. This, this is what, what you listen for. What's worth listening to the end of this podcast? Yeah, you spent you spent an hour listening to us, and then you get this yeah. this gem at the end. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. But that is that is everything. That is uh, everything yeah. Keep in touch with us at seds underscore lep at tom sandals on Twitter. There's also at lep underscore football. Uh, for all the PNE stories all the time uh, and lep.co.uk for North End stories every day and buy a paper because they're also in there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, we should be back next week as normal and uh, we'll crack on from here as long as no one else has to isolate. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hopefully we'll talk about an England win. Yes. Friday night. Well, all I have to say is uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you.